Welcome to another podcast from Generations Church. We trust you will be encouraged today. Hello, everybody, church family, friends, family. Here we are still meeting digitally at this point, but we're so thankful for the options that are available to us. I'm especially thankful for our volunteers that help make our digital service work each week and for the hours that they put in and for people that continue to serve throughout the week. So we love you guys and just want to say thanks. So we've been in the middle of a collection of talks called I Will Thrive, not just survive, but thrive. So it's so good to consider what's going on around us. And maybe you've been doing a little bit of self-reflection through these talks or through the weeks. And um, it's good just to take the time to think and to self-reflect and consider what's going on in the world around us right now. One of the things, one of the ways that we can learn to thrive, no matter what's going on in our life, is to train our thoughts. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. Who I am, who you are today, is a direct result of the thoughts that you think. I'm a direct result of the thoughts that I think. And when the Bible is speaking about our thoughts, it's speaking about who we are on the inside. Not our intellect, not our reason, but who we are in our heart, who we are on the inside. As a man thinks, so is he, Proverbs says. We tend to think that our reason and our intellect take the place of what we think in our heart. You might know every book of the Bible, all 66 books of them. You might know all the Greek and all the Hebrew and all the Aramaic and and maybe you operate in all the gifts of the Spirit and you, you have all the fruit of the Spirit in your life. But as you think in your heart, that is who you are. God knows what's going on on the inside and your thoughts show what kind of a person you are. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 19 says, as a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person. Again, your thoughts show you what kind of a person you are. Psalm chapter 139, it's a beautiful psalm. In verse 23 and 24 in the New Living Translation, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Again, our thoughts, how we think, all of the muscles that we exercise This is the one we have to work on the hardest, our mind and our thoughts. We have to be intentional. We have to be proactive to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. This isn't just something that you, you know, you get to do once. It's not just something that, oh, I became a Christian and I made Jesus the boss of my life. It's not just like in in one instant everything about us becomes like him. It's something we have to work on not just every day, I have to work on it sometimes every hour of every day. Not just once and done, it's a process that we have to choose to be intentional about over and over again. So even if you were raised in a relatively healthy community, in a relatively healthy home, you will still need to train your thoughts. 
because the way we think determines the way we speak, how we live, and who we are. And that's why we have to think about what we think about. We have to think about what we think about. When I was a young adult, I was 18 years old, and I got to spend some time in Brazil. It was total culture shock. We got off the airplane, and there was just shoulder-to-shoulder people breathed in that humid air and just crowding around all the people. I just couldn't believe what I had gotten myself into. Um, And one of the things that really stands out to me is everywhere we went, we had to go into these crowded trains or buses to get somewhere. It was the cheapest form of transportation. And so you would end up getting into a bus that looked like it was already full. We would step in and just kind of push each other even further in. And the more you could fit people in, um, you just could add another person in and another person. And so you were kind of shoulder to shoulder in there. Sometimes your feet were off the air because it was so crowded. And there was a time where we got on with our backpacks and all of our gear. I don't remember the exact details of where we were going, but I do remember that we got off and looked around and realized we are in the wrong place. How could that have happened? Well, we hopped on the wrong train. And so today, I want us to think about um, our thoughts like a train. Sometimes we hop on the wrong thought train and we think, how did I get there? How did I get here? Well, you're on the wrong train. And many times we've just hopped on that wrong train of thought. And so the image today is that our thoughts are like a train and they always take us somewhere. As a leader and as a mom, my thoughts are pivotal to everything. They are pivotal to how my day goes. So if we picture our thoughts like a train station, our thoughts are either going to take you to a destination of love and joy and peace and kindness. And if they're not, well, you, have, you can imagine where they're going to take you. Because uh, just because a train pulls into the, the train station of your mind, you don't need to jump on it. You, you have to be able to decide what train of thought you're going to hop on. You know, there's some thoughts that I'm not even going to allow them to come into the platform of my mind. Because if I go down that train, if I go to that destination, it's going to take me um, towards gossip, towards fear, towards envy. Some of those thoughts I just have to not hop on the train with. And so in a place where people are going down that train, we need to just decide sometimes, I'm not going there. It might be the social norm, but I'm not going there. Um, I need to learn to replace my thoughts with God's thoughts. And if it's a promise, if it's not a promise that God has made, then I don't want it. If it's a promise that's going to lead to fear and anxiety and negativity and stress and gossip, I don't want it. Before you even wake up in the morning, the devil will make sure that the wrong thoughts are going to come into the platform of your mind. Again, just because it comes into the platform of your mind doesn't mean that you need to jump on that train of thought. So get up every day and decide. Every day you get to choose the train you really want to take. Every night you get to decide what thought train you're going to choose. 
My youngest daughter, um, it's always a process to help train her thoughts. Someone that struggles with fear and anxiety, um, it's an easy example because it, it has been a long road for us with, with one of our daughters. And so as she goes to bed at night, there's just some things that we've learned to say, nope, we're not thinking about that right now. We're not talking about that right now. So think of some things that bring you joy and bring you peace. Think of three things. Think of five things. And those are the only things that you're allowed to think about right now while you go to bed. And so usually she'd, through tears, say, um, puppies and, and kittens and nanny and papa. And so we would just help her train her thoughts because if we didn't, it could go down an entire road that led her to the wrong destination. So train your thoughts. The next thing that I think is important when it comes to our thought life and training our thoughts is getting rid of stinking thinking. Now I know that's a little cheesy, but we can, we can say that today. Get rid of stinking thinking. We have to get rid of negative thoughts. So thoughts that are contrary to who you are in Christ, we have to get rid of those. Thoughts that are contrary to God's word, kick them out. Don't let them linger. Kick them out. They will affect everything. A few years ago, when our kids were younger and smaller, we had a terrible smell in our mudroom. I mean, it started out as an, you know, a gross smell. And as time went on, it was just repulsive. Something was wrong in that mudroom. And so one day we had had enough and we said, that's it. Everybody in the mudroom, nobody is leaving until we find that smell. Well, I don't think it's in the mudroom. I think maybe it's the garage. Nope, the smell is in the mudroom. We are going to find the smell. And so we kind of left them and I carried on with whatever I was doing. And occasionally they would bring me something like, we found the smell. This is it. You know, maybe it would be somebody's runner or they would blame their brother uh, for some type of belonging that they had, and they'd bring it to me, and, and you know, it didn't smell. <laughs> and I finally said to them, You guys, when you find that smell, you are going to know. There will be no doubt that you have found the issue because it smells that bad. And they still kind of went along with, like, Oh no, we know what it is. It's got to be a shoe from one of our roommates. It's hiding somewhere, but that's the only thing it can be. We've looked everywhere, and it smelled so bad. I, I thought maybe there's going to be a dead mouse or something. It was just so smelly. And so they kept bringing me things. That is not the smell. Everyone had someone to blame it on. And finally, they found the smell. Of all the people, this is not who we were expecting it to be from, but in Annika's backpack, there was a Ziploc bag with a liquefied sandwich in it. It was so gross. And as I told them, there would be no doubt when you find the smell because it's so terrible. And she said, well, now it all makes sense because that makes sense why my locker at school smelled so bad too. So she would just bring this liquefied sandwich back and forth. I'm sure it was weeks, you guys. It was, it was very, very gross. But our thoughts can be like that too. They permeate everything and nothing will get better until we get rid of some of that stinking thinking, until we get rid of some of those wrong thoughts 
and negative thoughts. You can try to clean things up. You can make the, you know, the area look wonderful and presentable, but it's still there and it's permeating from the inside. You will run into trouble. So we need to learn to get rid of negative and bad thoughts. And I want to say something that I hope can stick with you. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean you need to think it. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean you need to think it. Sometimes we just need to get those out of there when they come. And God wants us to change. He wants to change our thinking so that it's his thinking. Because the way we think affects what we say, what we do, how we behave, and who we are. So we have to train our thoughts and we have to take our thoughts captive. We can't allow every thought to hang out in our minds. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 5 in the Passion Translation, it says, For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons, using manipulation to achieve our aims. Instead, our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. Sometimes we hide behind things goes on to say we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. If you know the NIV version, it says we take every thought captive. And that word captive in the Greek, it means to lead away, bringing it into captivity, a prisoner of war. So we have to have the understanding that our minds are a battlefield and we've been given victory. But that leading away like a captive, that's not a passive thing. That's not just a passive thing where we sit back. We actually have some work to do. It actually means to take it by spear point. And we are in control of our thoughts through Jesus. We can make them come into obedience under him. I know as a young adult, there were some things I was struggling with, and as I began to experience victory in those areas, I began to be assaulted in my thought life. I began to be assaulted even as I was sleeping and dreaming, and it was just a realization of, no way, I'm not gonna let this happen even while I'm sleeping. I want the mind of Christ. And so I began to just be active about what I was thinking about, um, even leading up to sleep, just not letting those negative images fill my mind, not letting those thoughts hang out in the platform of my mind. So I wanna encourage you, to be active, be in control of what fills your mind and what hangs out. We have to take our thoughts captive and our negative thoughts need to be led away under obedience of Christ. Well, how do we do that? If we're getting rid of negative thoughts, it's really important that we fill our mind with what's right. So during the day, we have so many things to think about. Um, well, if you're a mom, you especially know. But we have so many things to consider. We have our bills to pay. We have our family, the people that need us, our job, our responsibilities, you know, maybe the list that's piling up. But there's also times when we're lying in bed or trying to sleep or driving down the road, and our mind is free 
to wander. So I want to challenge you today. In those moments, what do you think about? If we want to fill our mind, there's moments where we do have the ability to think. You know, maybe when the kids aren't coming at you and and you're not having to plan everything. There are these moments where our mind can wander, and I think it's very important to be intentional about what we're thinking about. In those moments, are we planning for our fame and fortune? Are we thinking about bigger houses and shinier new things? Are we comparing ourselves with others? Do we rehash an argument in our head, thinking about what we could have said, um, maybe how it could have gone differently, or how we could have gotten the final word? I know I've never done that with my free thinking time, um, considering an argument with your spouse or something. Where does your mind go? And in those moments, do we think about all of our failures and all of our flaws and everything that's wrong with us? A.W. Tozer said, it's more than likely that our thoughts will cluster about our secret heart treasure, and whatever that is will reveal what we are. If you've never read his writing, some of it's very interesting. There's um, specifically some thoughts around what you're thinking, and there's value in taking inventory of what I choose to think about. There's value in becoming increasingly aware of where my mind tends to wander when it's not called to active duty. We can transform and renew our mind. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 in the Amplified Version, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind. In the New Living Version, it says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So we need to be transformed so that our thoughts can become like God's. We need to renew our mind with his word. And when we transform our thoughts, when our mind is renewed, we begin to learn his will for us, his good and perfect and pleasing will. So we need to get God's word inside of us. We need to read it. We need to memorize it. We need to sing it because what's inside of you is what's going to come out of you. What I think about, that's who I actually am. So I want to be a person that thinks about God's word. There's been times in my life where I feel like I've had more margin to be good with this. And you can find whatever method works for you. But I love reading God's word first thing in the morning. I start with Proverbs, whatever day it is. There's 31 chapters in Proverbs. So I'll always read the proverb for the date that morning. And... I like to go deeper in God's word. I'll take other time during the day to read his word. And one of the things I always found success with, success with was using cue cards to memorize Bible. And I would take it with me into the washroom as I was getting ready or maybe in my car as I was driving and just consciously be thinking about God's word, memorizing it, getting to know it, and making it a part of who I am. And there's some deep wells that we dig when we let God's word come into us and we don't know what that's preparing us for, or what in our future, or who in our future might need those words, but also how it transforms us and makes us more into the likeness of Christ. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it says, 
Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. In the Good News translation, it says it this way, fill your minds with those things that are good and deserve praise. Fill your minds. We can actively fill our minds. Colossians 3 verse 2 in the Amplified, set your minds and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. If you take a moment and just try to think about nothing right now, just think about nothing. Don't think about anything. Nothing. It's really, really hard to think about nothing. What happens? Something, some thought comes into your mind. It's impossible to have an empty mind. Your mind needs thoughts like your lungs need air. And you just, you just can't only kick out the bad thoughts. You have to fill your mind with something. You have to put good thoughts in. So how do you know what's good? How do you know what you should think about? God's word is a great place to start. God's word is what will transform us and renew us. So maybe you've been listening today and you're aware that you've been hopping on the wrong thought train and it's been leading you to the wrong places. Maybe you can identify some areas of wrong thinking in your life and that it's time to get rid of it. Maybe you are realizing even now that it's beginning to affect different areas of your life. The way we think who we are also affects our relationships with other people, and it affects our relationship with the Lord. If we want to know God, we can get to know him, his thinking, through the word and through Jesus. He sent Jesus for us so that we could have relationship with him. And so our mind doesn't have to be in bondage. We can be free to some of those thoughts that have been holding us captive, and we can learn to take them captive as we make Jesus the boss of our life and our thoughts. Maybe you're aware that you haven't been intentional with your thoughts, and you're realizing it's time to fill your thoughts uh, with the right things and be more intentional with what you think about, and it's time to transform your thinking with God's word. And kids, if you're still listening, you can, if you can learn this, it will help you for the rest of your life. It will help you when you're scared at night and there's noises. It will help you in the dark. It can help you in a thunder and lightning storm. It can help you when you're all alone and your mind begins to wander. If you can learn to not hop on the train that's taking you to the wrong direction, you will experience peace in those moments where there's fear. You will experience peace when there's anxiety, and you will begin to have the mind of Christ. If you can begin to get control of your thoughts, it will even help you when you text a friend and they don't text you back. How many times do us even as adults hop on that train and we think about all the reasons why someone didn't get a hold of us or didn't invite us? If we can learn to deal with those things and those thoughts, we will have much more peace in our life. We can be in control of what we think and train our thoughts. Thank you for joining us in another podcast from Generations Church. 
If you enjoyed listening today, please subscribe to our podcast channel to get a new one each week. For additional information or to partner with us, please check out our website at www.genchurch.ca.